0: Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So for the last 75 days, I've been exercising for an hour and a half daily. I haven't been eating sugar, fast food, or alcohol. And I wanted to give you the the stats. I wanted to talk about how doing such an extreme uh, sort of program impacts the body, because The results might be surprising in the sense that it's easy to look at your body and have body issues and issues with how you look. So you think that a diet or an exercise program will do a lot. But the reality is, is to get the results that you're probably hoping for, it requires far more than 78 days worth of work. So this comes off the back of me doing the 75 hard challenge. And later on, I'll sort of break it down. But what I wanted to really address right off the bat was the changes to my body. Because over the years, I've had a lot of issues with body image. I've tried diets, I've tried exercising. And for limited results, you know, the the crash diets, the the the, the shakes and the the pre-prepped meals and all that sort of stuff I found just didn't work. I couldn't stick to it. And I find that a lot of people that follow me and that I'm sort of talk about this stuff with, have similar issues. It's hard to maintain diets. It's hard to maintain exercise. It's hard to get the results primarily. So like I said, I exercised for an hour and a half every day and cut out all sugar, fast food, and alcohol from my diet for 75 days. So what changed? Well, if you head over to my social media at Zach P. Phillips, you'll be able to see the daily progress pics that I took for 75 hard. For the show notes of this episode, I'll put the before and after pics. So you'll be able to see what I looked like on day one and what I looked like now. But the stats. At the start of the challenge, 75 days ago, I weighed 85 kilos. I now weigh 87 kilos. So I actually put on two kilos. My chest um, grew from 100 centimeters to 106 centimeters. My waist grew from 88 centimeters to 90 centimeters. My biceps stayed the same at 37 centimetres. My neck stayed the same at 40 centimetres. And my thighs grew from 56 centimetres to 61 centimetres. So in general, I put on mass. I gained muscle. And if you look at the pictures, you'll see that it's a body composition change. I have lost some of my love handles. I've um, trimmed up quite a lot. I'm looking a bit broader across the shoulders. So... I've, I have, I have trimmed down and I have bulked up a little bit and that's primarily because of the diet changes. I'm no longer getting the calories from sugar or fast food or alcohol and those are sort of replacing with eggs and other forms of protein. That said, I do look a little bit more defined, but there is still a long way to go before I reach the quote perfect body or, you know, the ideal shredded look. It's easy to sort of think that before doing a challenge like this, it's like, oh yeah, of course it will, you'll you'll be shredded after 75 days of that. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's just not, didn't happen. I worked out every day, I ate a perfect diet and still the results weren't outstanding. Now I wasn't really expecting outstanding or amazing results. I sort of knew that this would happen. I've got this longstanding belief that change takes a long, 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 long time. I've actually got a picture of me at the start of the lockdown season um, a year ago. It's It was taken in January of 2020, so over a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. And I weighed at that stage 85, but with these pictures, I've got like a front, side, and back pictures. I'm going to compare those to where I'm at now as well, and you'll see that over the two-year period, there's been... Far bigger changes. I've had a lot more body compositional changes, more muscle, less fat. And that's over a two year difference of, you know, pretty, pretty good diet. Okay, I was still, you know, not the best, but pretty good and consistent exercise. Point I'm trying to make with this is that fad diets simply don't work. Quick fixes simply don't work. And if you're looking for changes, on the scales, you may be disappointed. I've actually gone up in weight, but visually I look more defined. So the scales aren't the best measure. I, I want to encourage people like I've like I said, I've, I've had issues with uh, body image. I've had issues with eating sort of like not, not diagnosable levels, but issues over my life with sort of binging and purging. I've I've had a lot of uh, self worth issues related to my body, and because of that, I've tried a whole variety of different different fixes that just simply don't work. And what I've discovered, and what this 75 hard challenge has really shown me, is is that the things that work is a slow grind, a good consistent diet, a good consistent exercise regime over years. It's not something you want to hear. It's not something that, <laughs> that I wish was the fact, but the fact is that that's true. It's very easy to pay someone thousands of dollars that, looks, that already looks very hot to model your product and say, if you just do this exercise, or if you just eat this, or if you just have this shake, or if you just take this slimming pill, you'll look like I do. The fact of the matter is you won't. If you want to improve yourself, there's a few things you need to do. It's a basic maths equation. Energy in, take away, energy out equals weight gain or loss. Yeah? Energy in, take away, energy out equals weight lost. And there's there's apps like MyFitnessPal that can sort of do the maths for you. You put in your age, your weight, your exercise regimes and the food you're eating and it will tell you that if you stay doing this over this amount of time, you'll gain this much weight or lose this much weight. It's not a... Perfect science, but it's it makes sense. Over over the day, depending on what you do, you'll burn a certain amount of calories. And over the day, depending on what you eat, you will consume a certain amount of calories. Now, what you consume, sorry, what you burn will be different for your body versus my body. As in, we could both eat the same foods, but because I work out more and my body's more able to metabolize food, I might uh, end up losing weight, whereas you might gain weight or vice versa, right? So it's not, you know, it it is individualized. But there's a couple of general rules that you can follow if you want to get a body compositional change. Cut out sugar, cut out fried fast foods, cut out alcohol, right? Because those things are basically empty calories that that are going to be gaining you weight and not giving you anything in, in return. And instead, increase your protein levels. Eat more eggs, eat more meat, eat more soya. Right? Eat good fats like nuts. Those sort of changes. Oh, make sure you've got like, you know, greens in your diet carrots, uh, beans, broccoli, all of that good stuff, fruit. Don't drink soda. Increase your amount of water. Following those sort of approaches will result over a long time in body compositional changes. You will see improvements. You simply can't not if you do that. But on the other side of things, if you go these crash diets, you may see changes in the short term, but over the long term, it's wrecking the metabolism of your body and it might actually cause you to put on weight because your body thinks you're starving yourself, which you are. It thinks you're, putting, you're into a place of famine and therefore the next time you eat a meal, proper meal, it will store it as fat because it's going, oh my God, You're gonna. I'm gonna go through a starvation period again and I need to survive. Fad diets simply don't work. And on the other side of things, we look at exercise. <sighs> this is an interesting one. If you, if you want to lose weight, they say that 90% of it, 70 to 90% of it has to happen in the kitchen. Really, it is what you put into your body that matters. I I notice far more changes based on what I eat. If I eat poorly for two to three weeks, I gain a lot of weight. But if I exercise heaps for two to three weeks, I don't lose much. Exercise doesn't have the biggest impact. That said, it's very important to be moving your body, to be exercising. Do doing a bit of weight training, doing some walking, doing some cardio. Basically just moving your body, stretching. Because obviously, maybe not obviously, but you want to have a good diet, you want to have an exercise regime not just for body composition, but for life. The better your body, the better you'll be overall. So I strongly encourage everyone to eat well and exercise daily. It's a bit of a rant, but I just want to, I guess I wanted to sort of show the reality of what what happens when you cut sugar, fast food, alcohol from your diet for 75 days and exercise literally for an hour and a half every day for 75 days. You will see some changes. I saw some changes, but they're not mind-blowing and mind-blowing changes simply aren't real. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, let's get on to... The 75 hard challenge as a whole. So like I said, over the last 75 days, I've cut the the fast food, sugar and alcohol from my diet, and I've been exercising an hour and a half. That's part of the challenge. The challenge actually splits the exercise into two 45 minute sessions, one inside and one outside. It adds and suggests you should drink three liters or a gallon of water every day. It suggests you should read 10 pages of nonfiction every day. And it suggests you should take some daily progress pictures every day. And I added to the 75 Hard Challenge cold showers. So the idea is, is that you you it, it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to cause habitual change. It's going to cause you to have to get organized. I'll put a link in the show notes to a couple of Skillshare courses that I did on the 75 Hard Challenge. The first one's called Instilling Discipline Into Your Life. And the second one will be called successfully completing the 75 hard challenge. And these two courses, I sort of break down the nitty gritty of adding discipline to your life and, you know, working through the challenge, how to how to address each of those factors that the 75 hard challenge entails. So I'll put a link down in the show notes to to link to those Skillshare courses. You can access them for free if you like, and doing so supports the podcast, which I love. But I'll also put a list of the stuff that the 75 hard challenge entails. But basically what I found is is that given the duration that that I had to do, you know, an hour and a half of exercise and reading the nonfiction and drinking the water, there's a lot of organization. I realized that I had to get my shit sorted. I had to know what I was doing. So I ended up realizing that, okay, the night before I would fill up two 1.5 liter bottles so that I knew the water was there. And then throughout the day I could drink it going, oh, that's how much water's left. I would do my morning meditations like normal, and then I would have a nonfiction book there ready and waiting to go. And I would read my 10, it became 10 plus pages. And I realized that if that book sucked, I needed to get a new book because I didn't want the drudgery of dealing with it. There's this idea that nonfiction has to be dry and boring. It certainly doesn't. Some nonfiction is terrible. Most of it is good if you, you know, shop around for stuff that suits your personality and your desires. And you might find a nonfiction book on a certain topic that sucks, and then you'll find a different one on that same topic that's amazing. You can connect with authors that write differently. Some people love my books, some people hate them, but the the topics might be in there, you know, what they're after, yeah? So find authors and books that you like, and it'll be far easier to get those 10 pages done. And then comes the exercise. I found that I had to sort of plan it out because an hour and a half every day is a lot of time committed to exercise. So it, it became this idea of organising myself. I would have an organisation schedule. I'd work it out, and then I'd tick up on the board when I got through the full requirements of the seventy-five hard challenge. And that's part of the benefits. It's instilling habit changes. You know, adding the the increased water to your diet, reading non-fiction. The diet changes, the exercise, all of those things. It's causing you to change habits because over 75 days, you sort of learn, it's like, oh, this is the new norm. My partner said to me, she's like, oh, are you going to celebrate? What are you going to do to finish the seventy-five hard? And I'm like, honestly, probably just go to the gym, right? I don't want to have a cake. I don't want to uh, have some alcohol. It's just, it's not, the cravings aren't there anymore. It's like my, 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 Physiology, my brain has changed. I'm not craving it anymore. For the first three to four weeks, I did crave it. And if you check out the progress pics on uh, my Instagram, you'll, you'll see that in the first three to four weeks, I was posting how I was feeling. I was going, well, okay, I did this exercise and I've got these cravings. But about that sort of 28 to 30 day mark, they were gone. It's like my brain was like, oh, these substances don't exist anymore. Rarely after that thirty day thirty days did I have a increased or like a strong desire to to drink or have a cake or eat fast foods. Whereas prior to this challenge, I might have had it every day or every second day or every third day. It really did cut away those habits and it's habit habit changing in an amazing way. I've been able to rip through a bunch of non-fiction books that have just been sitting on my two B red shelf, and I'm learning a lot. It's amazing. I've I've started doing some breath work that has invigorated me in a way that makes me feel like I'm young again, like I've got teen energy. Um, and that's comes a direct result from this from this challenge, reading the books and that sort of stuff. So I'll, I'll get into that at a, in another podcast at a later time when I sort of look into it a bit more and start sharing it. But the point is, is it's it's given me more more information, obviously. Adding the water, the water was quite a challenge, three liters of water every day. Um, it's a lot of water initially, but you feel, or I felt at least, very clear-headed. I loved it. And I added the cold showers because I wanted to, you know, I've heard the benefits, you know, we evolved in as, as a species that would have to bathe in cold water. Hot water basically didn't exist evolutionarily. Obviously, it was hot springs, but rarely. And there's just absolute healing benefits of the cold. So I'm leaning into the cold showers now. The thing that was really hard for me was the daily progress pics. I, I decided to to post it on my social media as a way to stay accountable. And it was basically me topless, just being like, this, you know, <laughs> this is me. Um, but I found that quite confronting because it's like, hey, I'm putting myself out there in a, an exposed and vulnerable setting every day. Um, so I'm sort of glad that that's, that's over, but it sort of helped me get over that fear too. The summary of all of this is, and I do strongly encourage you to check out those Skillshare courses. Even if you're not considering doing this challenge, you might want to do a modified version. I've had a bunch of people connect with me over the time being like, hey, I'm doing this with you. Hey, I'm trying doing that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on day whatever. It was great. It was good community building. I also had a bunch of people saying, well, I don't want to do all of what you're doing, but I like the idea of it. And they decided to do the diet component and add a meditation component for 75 days. That's perfectly fine. I love this as an excuse to make changes. So for me, I did it as a response to the lockdowns because I wanted to take some efficacy, some agency, some ownership of my life. And I, I am sort of one to do. <laughs> when I started it, my brother said to me, he's like, oh, you do it, one to do an extreme uh, self-improvement challenge. Sounds so unlikely, you know, super sarcastic in a, in a you know good mannered way. But, but it's true. Like, I love I love this sort of stuff to sort of prove to myself that I can do it. It reminds me of maybe four or five years ago when I did a 24-hour uh, martial arts session. I trained nonstop for 24 hours. It was hard, but I'd always wanted to do it, and I ended up doing it, and it was great. <laughs> so it's it's sort of like proving to yourself. The only thing I would suggest is, you know, set the rules up for yourself. Do the rules that I did or come up with your own, but just work out what you're going to do if you break, if you fail. Does that mean that you're stopping the sessions? Does that mean that you're just giving up completely? Does it mean that you will get back on board the next day? Does it mean that you'll start the whole challenge again at day one? Whatever you decide, make sure that you know what that is. But I like the idea of either continuing going or starting afresh. Because if you quit, you quit, right? The the, the, the analogy that I like is smoking, a, yeah, smoking. Let's say you quit for 30 days and then you have one smoke. Does that mean you're back to being a smoker again? Maybe it's only a yes if the day after you have a smoke and then the day after that you have a smoke, right? Or if you eat the cake and you eat the cake and you eat the cake, yeah? But really, if you if you fail, if you binge, if you break and you get back on board, that's just one aberration. I strongly suggest that you you, you consider making these changes. It's not easy. It is 75 hard for a reason. It is hard. You know, and and certain aspects of the challenge will be harder for other people. For some people, the exercise will be the biggest hurdle. For some, it would be the water. For some, it'll be the diet changes, right? For some people, it will, like, the alcohol be like, yeah, whatever. But they love snacking on chips. Point is, is it's going to be hard. And that's a good thing. Because once you've done it, once you've finished it, you can look back upon yourself with pride and say to yourself, I did this thing. I accomplished it. me. Not someone else, not somebody on TV, not some random podcaster called Zach that you're listening to right now, right? I did it. That's within your grasp and it might take you a few goes and that's okay, but I strongly encourage you to give it a try. So like I said, check out my courses on Skillshare, the the one on instilling discipline and the one on successfully completing the 75 hard challenge. I've also got stuff up there on habit changes and meditation, a whole bunch of stuff. If you click the link down below that I'll put, you'll access my profile and you'll get two weeks or two months. You get, you get a certain amount of time free, um, but doing so gives a kickback to me, which supports the podcast. Um, so it supports you, supports the podcast, it's free, and if you don't, you can watch whatever of the courses of mine that you like and other people for free, and if you want, you can cancel the service before you have to pay. So it's sort of the best of both worlds. With with almost, with absolutely everything that I can online, I'm putting stuff out there for free because I want information to be free. Um, you know, it's obviously balancing it with with the ability to support what I'm doing here, which is the ideal situation. You can access it for free, I get support, we all win. So, I strongly encourage you, give this a try. You know, make sure, you know, set up the rules for yourself if you like, change it up if you like, but move towards a goal of self-improvement because self-pride, ownership, agency, it's amazing. Anyway, cheers.